here we are. Welcome, everybody. We're a few minutes late, but thanks for um, hanging out and sticking with us. This is the first of a four-part mini-series that we're doing for the Embodied Business Inspired Brain podcast, and it is all about eliminating barriers to being in the online space and presenting and creating your content and bringing it into the online space. So we are today, um, you may have seen, uh, we've been sending out some notes, some emails, and some social media posting about what's holding you back from, from getting your work into the online space, whatever that looks like. And Anne and I, as always, are really committed to breaking down barriers for teachers and people in the movement industry, health and wellness, and embodied industry to bring all of their brilliance into this amazing space, which has so much opportunity. And so today we're going to be, and throughout the series, really, our objective is to share our story. And um, we're going to be bringing in one of our teachers tomorrow to share their story, how they've overcome obstacles and barriers. And we want to share with you what our process has been like and some of the tools and strategies that we've leaned on that have absolutely changed what I think of is it's changed our business and it's changed our lives. And so today we're going to be talking about, um, well, that shift that about? we made <laughs> from really that love of hands-on. I remember Chantel and, uh, came to my studio years ago and we made a hands-on uh, video, video series. That video <laughs> first. Yes, that was the very first piece of content actually that I officially like created and produced and managed and sold you and I and Mercy Sidbury. That's yes. right. Oh my gosh. So long ago, but that was after I had launched my first 28 day fulfilled and successful Pilates teacher program. And then I started developing workshops to, to, um, put online. And then when did you enter the online space, Anne? Like by yourself, not, you know, outside of the manual queuing video series that we did. I think I really launched my first one in 2015 mm -hmm. um, is when I, and a lot of it was because what I was seeing you do um, that was separate of our work together. Cause we were just sort of kind of like we would kind of bounce off of each other with our ideas at that point. Um, and I first launched um, some work for my Body Brain Connect business um, in 2015 was the first time I brought that live in yeah. an online format, which was just really exciting. But, you know, 2015 was a long time ago and 2013 was a long time ago. And a lot has changed. What I have found is that it's gotten a lot easier I think to go online. Um, and one of the things that Chantel and I really want to support you all with is that I feel like in the online, in the in-studio space, in the live space, I feel like within our industry of embodiment, movement, one of the most potent things that you can do is put your hands on somebody, right? Mm -hmm. If they feel comfortable with it, and everybody's copacetic, 
you know, a hands-on cue is so powerful. And that's why there's such a wealth of information about hands-on cueing and why people are so excited about it. But any educator knows that you need lots and lots of ways in which to reach and teach your students. And so being able to put your hands on people, you only have so many hands. <laughs> there's only so many hours in the day. So your impact to reach people to be equitable, to be more accessible is limited by your own physicality. Yeah. And the reality is that doesn't have to be the case, particularly within online teaching and learning and particularly within embodied teaching and learning um, is to really step into that online offering. And so I feel like that's one of the things that we we have moved forward. And I will tell you, and I think Chantel will um, share quite a bit too, is when I went online and when Chantel was going online, even though we did it a few years apart from each other, it deeply impacted the way we taught in person. Yes. So one of the things that we want to talk about today is this concept of most of you, when you start to teach online, you're not necessarily gonna stop teaching in person, right? It's more that you're adding on this richness, this ability to teach your students at a deeper level, this ability to reach students you know, far and wide, internationally, different time zones. You're not bound by geography. You're not bound by that physical touch. And that's the only way you can reach someone and support them with your knowledge. And so I was gonna share with you a couple of the things that I found how I was able to improve my in-person teaching when I was able to teach online. So a couple of the things that first came up for me was this real understanding of, okay, there is this time when I teach my clients, particularly because I did a lot of one-on-ones, we would have this moment of like Cadillac chat, I'd called it. And Chantel and I have actually had done some Cadillac chats here right in the Facebook group. And in case you don't know Pilates, a Cadillac is a big piece of equipment. It looks like a four post bed, but <laughs> nothing bed-like happens on there. Uh, everybody's stressed and stretching or exercising or going upside down. Or also I don't know, there's some moaning. There's a lot of moaning going on. <laughs> that's true, that's true. The Cadillac's a, a very, um, if you don't know Pilates, like I said, it it feels like the, a lot of times it's that that's like the torture chamber comment you get when someone comes into your studio. But regardless, <laughs> um, there Not were times when that was a time sometimes when I would have deep, deep learning, deep educational conversations with my clients about their anatomy or about thinking about their body. Because a lot of times on the Cadillac in a Pilates can't like mill you, you might do your warm up on the Cadillac, or maybe it's something you end with at the end and you're doing some stretching, or you're doing some very acrobatic moves and it's sort of like towards the end of your session because their body needs to be able to really warm to do that. So, but it is primarily a time when there is some stretching and you're asking the client to breathe and relax and feel their body and to think about things and to move. And so with that sense of Cadillac chat, I realized that I was always so limited by how much I could share with them because they're in a Pilates studio. They want to move. They don't want me to pull over the 
the skeleton, which I used to do, my skeleton's on wheels. And I would say, do you see your femur and you see how it moves? And if it's not rotating in the socket, I mean, all those things that I'm sure you all love to do yourself if you're a movement teacher, but it had to be very rushed and very quick. And when I stepped into the online teaching space, it was like, oh my gosh, if I, if my, if my students know a little bit more about the anatomy, if they know a little bit more about um, breathing and they can think about it, but outside of the studio, because inside the studio, they're in this beautiful space with these beautiful machines and they want to move on the machines. They don't just want to sit there and have you tell them about anatomy, but yet if they can learn that, they're going to be so much better when they come to the studio. And so that ability for me to say, I can impact my students between sessions with online tutorials. And I think too, homework was huge, that ability to support clients with homework. And so that's kind of how I started was seeing that I can dispense my knowledge my teachers can dispense their knowledge, not just that for that 55 minutes or that 50 minutes that your student is interacting with you each time they come into the studio. Yeah, and I want to just clarify our objective here, which is many of you, despite the profession that you're in, if not all of you have been forced to or embraced being online and, and delivering your services online in some capacity. So we're not just talking about the switch to doing things on Zoom, right? We're talking about oh, throwing the doors wide open to this tremendous opportunity to create in the education space online. And that is a much bigger ask. That's a much bigger opportunity. It's a much bigger territory, and it requires a lot more from us. But it does what Anne is suggesting, which is when we create online education, we're filling tremendous gaps in the way that somebody is able to be transformed. And Anne and I took this really lovely short training recently um, by an industry leader, uh, Danny Innie. Um, he owns uh, or is co-founder of a company, CEO and co-founder of a company called Miracy. And um he was talking about the the evolution of online courses. And he was talking about that from like 2000 to 2012, we were in the age of access, of accessibility, right? Um, it's like it, they were just all of a sudden we had so much access to education, a variety of different kinds of education, right? Like education that's entertainment, like hot for hobbyists, education that's for professional development. And then outcome-driven education, which is the kind that we all are committed to creating and delivering, right? We, we are committed to some kind of outcome for our students, and we want it to be transformative. But that takes a very specific skill set, right? A specific understanding, a way of doing things that is not just, you know, throwing some videos up online on a website. Like, that doesn't really create transformation. And so then it was convenience, right? We want every, everything was happening faster. Everything could be on an app. Um, and then it was gamification, right? It was like this entertainment education had become entertaining online education. And then that didn't last very long. And now really we're in the age of transformation, which um, when I heard that the other day, and I thought, well, man, we are 
way ahead of the game, <laughs> right? Because we are in a business that supports transformation. And so what we're really here to do is, Anne said earlier that it's become easier and easier to get online. And in a lot of ways, I think that's very, very true. We have so much more um, access. Um, there are so many more tools and we actually are going to be talking about the tools that have supported us. But I also think with lots of tools comes lots of decision fatigue and, and a difficulty to decide. And we see that in the teachers that go through our embodied course creation program, that it can be very overwhelming to know how to make decisions about all of the pieces. And we see this as a barrier and we want to address that barrier and support you in overcoming it because the bottom line is what you do and what you have to offer needs to be in the world, right? Each and every one of us, whether you're a movement teacher or you're working in somatics or you're a leader or you're a small business owner, you make tremendous positive impact in your families, in your communities, in your churches, in your lives. And we don't want you to feel we want you to feel empowered to move into the online space. And so let's talk about, um, uh, let's talk about, let me look at my notes because I have so many things that I want to talk about. Oh, let's just go back for a moment to this idea that hands-on, like if we're teaching in person that hands-on is the, is the top of the hierarchy, right? Like, so if we're together, with a person and we're delivering our service, our knowledge, our impact, our insights one-on-one, -on -one. there's an energetic connection, whether you're a movement teacher or not, where you're putting your hands on somebody. When you move into the online space, that like apex moment or that apex quality, what would you call it? Skill or yeah. opportunity? Let's call it an opportunity. That apex opportunity just become something different. So for those of you who do teach movement or hands-on something, um, when you're working in person, you that apex opportunity can be the same. But think what could be possible if you had another or many more apex opportunities to impact change on people. And this is what the online space in education does. Right. It gives us an opportunity, as Anne was saying, to educate our our clients and our patients and our students at our leisure and at their leisure so that they are more informed. They're having greater insights. They are building greater autonomy. So when they do come back to us in person, if that's a thing we do, they're all lit up. They're lit up. They're ablaze. They're on fire. And then the impact we can make when we're together actually becomes exponential. Yeah. And to be totally like transparent, this model has been around for a long time and it's, it's called the flipped classroom model. So a lot of times, like I do not live in snow, but I know that there are things called snow days <laughs> and some <laughs> schools in the Northeast will have something called a flip classroom model on a snow day where, and we, some of us saw this in, um, obviously during the pandemic. Now we're not saying you keep 
you keep people online for months at a time. We know that that doesn't work, but the opportunity to digest information, get information when you cannot show up to someplace in person, then you're able to show up in person again, can really, really uh, transform that in-person connection, which is what Chantilla was saying. Like there's deeper energy because you don't feel that that connection has been lost when they're not being consistent with you. And when you digest information in a different context, like let's say you've always only practiced the plank on the studio where the mirrors to your right and you're like kind of always checking your alignment. Then you go <laughs> home and you practice and maybe the mirrors to your left and then you're like, I can't turn my neck to the left at all. What the heck? <laughs> I don't know. Like something shifts that you never would have realized because you're practicing in a different way or a different time or you're like, I did it at 6am in the morning. I would never get on the freeway at that time to go to X, Y, or Z Pilates studio. The traffic's horrible, but at home, I noticed my body was like X, Y, or Z, right? So it creates a lot of opportunity when you are able to offer your services in a hybrid state. And hybrid is really this concept of online and in-person. And from an educational perspective, offering information at different times and at different contexts means that your learner becomes better at what they do. So if your student can only do, I'm going to give a Pilates example, let's give a yoga example. They, they can only do a downward, great downward dog or bridge, you know, bridge, because um, the bridge is when you go like fully back in yoga and you're, you're all the way up you know, when their mat is at this location and this teacher is teaching at this time on a Thursday, then they can do it, right? That is not deep knowledge. That is actually something we more call ritual knowledge, which is that they can only do it at this specific time. And as educators, that's just, in my mind, that's not good enough, right? We want our students to be able, no matter what they're learning, whether it's meditation, whether it's nervous system work, whether it's Pilates or yoga or some sort of athletic pursuit that, that you, that you can't only do it when like, it's like in athletics, you don't want to only win when you're playing in your own field. You need to be able to perform and win on, on the road at all the locations. And so that is one of the things that online work can support you and really kind of support that work that you do with your clients in studio is that they can do it outside as well. Yeah, so let's de- let's let's go back to this idea of demystifying the online education space. So um, we've already shared with you a little bit about how we got started. I, I, I think it was 2013 launched my first course through an online platform called Rizuku. And I think I chose it because one of my friends had been using it and said, this is a great platform. You should use it. And I was so overwhelmed this 10 years ago by the choices for online education. I was like, just somebody tell me what to do. Right. And so I can, I know what it feels like. And now it's a hundredfold right? We have so many choices. 
Um, and so the 28 day course was material delivered online. It was an inquiry course. It was a professional development program. It had movement practices that were pre-recorded and everything was just like there and packaged and released week by week. And then we had a weekly call. I ran that format. I still run that format. <laughs> that exact course has taken on different shapes and different topics, but I have been doing it through Rizuku for almost 10 years. Um, and then, and then Anne and I separately and together began to create bigger, more robust workshops, multi-part series workshops, multi-week, multi-month workshops. Um, and in 2016, right, that's when we first launched the master's program, the science and psychology of teaching master's program. We also launched that through Rizuku. And the beautiful thing about leaning into a tool that works is that it eliminates the obstacles for you because you don't have to be in this intense intense decision-making mode all the time, right? So what we have found in terms of creating and delivering online education is that there, there are a couple of really important components. Um, one is just user user access, right? The simplicity of the platform. So I have a very strong aesthetic um, uh, attention to aesthetic. What would you say? Like aesthetic is a priority for me. I want a thing to be beautiful, but I do not want it to be hard work to make it beautiful. And this is one of the things that we love about the platform that we've been using for a decade is that it's very straightforward. It has just enough um, ability to be tweaked and it is clean and crisp and beautiful. Um, that may not be important to you, but I think for a lot of people, it is important that you can enter into an online space that feels very easy to use, right? How many times, Anne, have we heard um, just this like tech fear about like, I'm not going to know how to use the thing. I have, you know, like tech and I are not friends, like all the things that we hear all of the time. So finding a platform that is very, very simple to use, um, it, it puts us at ease, right? It creates a sense of safety. We want our container, both visually and from a user perspective, to create safety. And um, I definitely have found that Rizuku does that. Um, some of the, what are some of the other things, Anne, that we talk about as being really important about choosing online education platforms? Yeah, one of the things that I, that I know from education, and I want you all, if you are a movement educator and you give cues, you know that all cues don't work for all students or you just be able to say something and everybody would get it, right? But we know that that doesn't work. So what that is, is essentially differentiation within your teaching, within your teaching, right? You're able to differentiate. And so Rizuku offers that opportunity. So one of the things that we really like is that you are able to offer up a video or you're able to offer up an auditory 
like a set, some sort of um, just like a podcast, a sound on there. You're able to offer up photos. You're able to offer up text. And that was something that even to this day, many, some of the, uh, I guess I would say competitors as we've worked with many online learning management systems, as many of us teachers we work with choose different ones, they don't offer that. And it was really kind of mind blowing because what we know about engagement and motivation in students is that some somebody's going to be super excited to share a picture of what they're doing and somebody's not going to be interested in that at all and just wants to type something. Um, but you want to invite your students to engage with you. And that's something that, yeah, that's something that Rizuku does and it just always did and was very, very easy. And that's what I will say is that there's a big simplicity to it. It's not, there's like, sometimes you'll buy software. Like I'm thinking of like scheduling software in the online, you know, in the studio space. And you're like, yeah, I get, I buy X, Y, or Z software and it does so much. I don't need it to do all that. And that's something that I definitely see within Rizuku is you can make things fancier, but it is, there's a big simplicity to it because at the end of the day, all the bells and whistles on a learning management system or learning management software, which is what they're talking about. It's like having a really fancy studio but you're not a good teacher. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and it can just be overwhelming. So, yeah. from a from a, a creator's perspective and from a user's perspective, you know, it, it can. We don't want things to be overly complicated. And if you have any inkling of the inkling that we have, we tend to overgive, right? We over, we over deliver. We want everything in there. We want it to do all the things because we're working under this assumption that it has to be fancy. It has to be complex. It has to be super technical. You have to throw lots of money at it. You have to throw lots of um, expertise, technical expertise at it. You have to have um, not only your educational platform, but you have to have a website and lead pages and all these things. It becomes a roadblock. It becomes an insurmountable roadblock for you as the creator. And as Anne and I have been talking a lot about recently is the number one thing that we see in our our, um, teachers and entrepreneurs that we work with is failure to launch. And again, our job is like, we're walking down this path with a broom and we're sweeping the path clear because we don't want anything to get in your way of bringing, not only stepping into this opportunity of bringing your knowledge online to give more people access to the wonderful things that you do, um, but the opportunity for greater fulfillment. This is this is such a beautiful creative process that I think a lot of people overlook because there feels like there's an urgency to get online. We hear that a lot. But the process of creating in this way and delivering is such a beautiful creative opportunity, right? It's so fulfilling, but it also building your business to be a a hybrid business so that there is an online and direct delivery in-person component is, I would say, in my opinion, 
the only way in our current time to to build a business that has longevity and sustainability and security. And so we want to just make it easy for you. We want to carve out this path for you to say, it just does not have to be hard. And the simpler it is, actually, the better it is. The better it is for you, the better it is for the folks that you're serving. Absolutely. And there are just so many different ways to, now that Chantel and I have been online for quite some time and we've done it kind of like if we go back to what Chantel was sharing about the information age and then moving into the gamification age and now we're in the age of transformation um, within that online concept is uh, one of the things that I think is really supportive right now to understand is that there's lots of different ways in which on a course online can increase increase revenue for you or increase opportunity for you. So a couple of different ways. So Chantilla shared her 28-day course. That was a wonderful way. She did that with teachers many years ago. She also did that with students at my studio. That was number one. Uh, number two is you can develop something like a 10-week course or a 12-week course. That's, that's like a transformation course. That's something that Chantel and I love to do because it takes a little bit of time to really support people. You could do like a $27 workshop or a $97 workshop, or um, these are all different ways in which online courses can support you. One of the very interesting things that I think we've seen in healthcare is if any of you have ever had some physical therapy, what do you get? You get a video login for some exercises, right? And many of us within the embodiment area, somatics area, we're working with people who need to practice homework, right? And I remember I used to draw stick figures and then people asked me to record it to my phone. But when you're doing that, you're not... I want to challenge your thought, like you're not honoring all of your expertise and putting that onto a platform where you can support other people and charge for it as you should, right? So that's another opportunity, I think, particularly within the health and wellness space that we can really, really offer you um, where you can get some support. And what Chantil and I know to be true is that, well, where is the industry heading? Well, where mm. the industry is heading is that you really have these hybrid situations where even if you have an in-person teacher training, you have an online component to that. Even if you have an in-person studio, there's an online support to that. So people know things before they come in or they practice things in between or at the end. Um, and that is where you can be very creative with your work. You can have a lot of fun with it. And so I just wanted to share some of the possibilities because there are quite a few possibilities. Um, and Rizuku that were sharing their work this week is, is offering uh, some opportunities for you to learn more about what's called money maps and this ability to um, what are some other ways. And the good news is, is Chantel and I really vetted everything that they've been sharing and we've been using them for a really long time. And everything that they say within that um, that money maps, which you can download, it's a report, um, is really supportive. And it's absolutely true. And it was really fun reading through it because literally everything they outlined, I'm like, well, we teach that, we've done that, we've done that, we've done that. 
So um, I think, and this is really important because when you're in, when you're entering into something new, you want, or when you're learning something new, my red flags go up when I have two different people telling me very different things. Mm, I'm like, okay. And uh, I've had like red flags set up within healthcare where somebody in healthcare is saying this and somebody in healthcare is saying this. And it's very confusing. You don't know what to do or to educators, whether it's children, your children or yourself. But what I like, (laughs) and this wasn't like, we weren't trying to do this, but the reality is we're both saying the same thing. So that felt um, really supportive as Chantil and I work through and share with you over the next four episodes this work with Rizuku is much of what we are saying is really on the exact same page, even though they're coming at it from a tech perspective and we're coming at it from an embodied perspective um, and, and like, you know, a movement perspective. What, what we share is that we both really value education. Yes. Yeah, and transformation. And I would say, yes. here's the beautiful marriage of this work. And, 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 and I don't just promote and share with y'all anything, right? Like we've no, never, this is the first time. <laughs> yeah, we've never done that because we're, um, I can be very hypercritical. I'll just be totally honest. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about that recently, but we're very discerning as, as a business, as a partnership, um, as creators, as putting work in the world. We've been doing it for a very long time. And we're very discerning about what we share with you because we want it to feel not only in alignment, but we want it to work. And so the Rizuku is the tool, right? We all need like, you need a a hammer that works. You need a hammer that fits in your hand, you know, that it's the right size. Like for me, it's like, you know, I want a motorcycle that it's the right size. It fits me. I can reach the handlebars. I can touch the ground. Like We all have our tools. They need to fit us and what we do. And the beauty of Rizuku is that, and what I have always said and why we, why we use it as a prime example for opportunities for our teachers when they're creating and putting their work online is because it supports the curriculum design and the transformational um, uh outcomes that we are absolutely 100% committed to as people who have been in the movement and somatics industry, health and wellness industry for a collective 40 plus years, we're never going to set that aside. So some of you, I think, wonder still about the translation of your integrity. And and I would just point you back to something I said earlier, which is if hands-on is the is the like apex opportunity when you're with somebody, why can't there be many, many apex opportunities, right? Depending on the context. And so again, we want to support you in understanding what those can be and how you can craft them, but you have to have the right tool. So if Rizuku is the right tool, which I love and I think is for us, then what we do with the right tool is now we can build education online that is incredibly supportive of autonomy, self-advocacy, behavior change, and not just body change. And it is that Rizuku itself as a platform allows us to lay on top of it what we know to be the most valuable and impactful ways to motivate people, to engage people, to get them to reflect on their own growth, 
and to be transformed. So there's this beautiful synergy and alignment. Um, and it's why we've never moved to anything else, right? Yeah. It's why we haven't <laughs> moved to teachable and we haven't moved to, um, you know, I can't even think of any of the other ones. There are a, a gazillion. So thank you, Epic. Kajabi. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yes, there's a million, right? There's a million, but we are really highly dedicated to, to this platform because it supports the transformation that we are after. And it allows us to actually do that within the platform in a way that's very easy and accessible. Um, so this is part one of our series. Again, our primary goal is to eliminate obstacles for you. Today, we were talking about demystifying the education space. Yes, it's easier than ever. And yes, it's in a way harder than ever. And we want to give you a very simple through line to bringing your brilliance into the online space where you can thrive, be creative, and also make more money. So speaking of money, as Anne mentioned, um, we are sharing with you the, in the next few days, Abe Crystal's money maps. And um, Abe Crystal is co-founder of Rizuku. Um, we have a beautiful and thriving relationship with him and his company and his associates. I mentioned Danny Innie of Merisi. Um, we believe in their work. We have benefited from their work. And we want to support you in learning more about them because we believe very strongly that it is an opportunity to overcome any obstacles that you might be facing. So um, for the next couple of days, you can grab Money Maps for free. We're going to drop the link. We've been sharing it in lots of spaces, but do not hesitate to grab that up. It's a free report. As Anne said, we've reviewed it. It's completely in alignment with what we teach and what we believe. Um, and we just, we want to expose you to all of the tools and resources that we have. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be back here um, at 11.30 a.m. PST with Patty Abel. And we're going to be talking specifically about the journey of overcoming barriers and finding your flow in the online education space. And so you're going to be able to hear from her and um, all of the ideas that she's been able to bring online um, through the work that we've been doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I would add that she... She reminds me of many of the teachers that we talk to, where many of you don't just have one idea, you have many ideas and mm -hmm. you want to, like, you're not quite sure which one to even start with. And so she was able to really narrow down and start with one. And now she's been able to do more and more and more. And she really does it in this very rich hybrid way um, that we're just really excited to, to share that with you tomorrow. So I know you'll learn a lot from her experience. Yeah, and that will be our episode two in our mini series. And then just a quick um, save the date. We'll be doing one on November 14th, which I believe is a Monday. Um, and we're going to be talking about specifically online education and the age of transformation. And then our final part four will be on the 16th. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about um, the hands-on support that every teacher, coach, or mentor needs to go online. So we're going to be delivering some very specific tips and strategies. Um, and we have more free, amazing stuff in store for you that Rizuku and Mirisi are doing in the next couple of weeks. So we're just excited to 
to give this to you and to support you. And we invite your questions, whether that's through email or through the Facebook group or um, in any other ways you can find to get a hold of us. <laughs> DM us. You can always do that too. That's right. All, All right. right, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Well, as always, we'd like to say a big thank you for your time and attention. We know how precious it is. We love hanging out with you and serving this amazing community of inspired leaders and educators who desire to make a bigger impact and bring their whole selves to this awesome party. We hope you are leaving feeling a little inspired, refreshed, maybe even excited, and a little bit giddy. The absolute sweetest and most powerful thing you can do to support this not-for-profit, minimally sponsored podcast is to tell us how much you love us, and there are a couple of ways you can do that. You can leave us your comments and reviews on iTunes or YouTube. Both are better. And if you didn't know we have a YouTube channel, now you do. Or by sending us the occasional love letter to embodiedbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, we hope you'll keep asking, how do I want my business and my life to feel?